Dobry den! Welcome back to Anxiety. What is happening to me? Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm so glad you're here today. We're going to be talking about anger and anxiety. How does anxiety fuel us into anger? That's a question that we're going to cover. Also, we're going to talk about when you're feeling that anger, you just can't enjoy your normal routine because of that anxiety pumping in your veins. And then, last of all, we're going to talk about expectations, different expectations with our spouses, expectations with ourselves, and even expectations of deeply rooted fears that we might have. So how does anxiety fuel our anger? When we feel that anxiety pumping in, through our veins and it's just going up into our chest and we feel so much like like jittery in our limbs and our hands and our brain feels so overwhelmed and then something pops in at us, a child, a husband, you stub your toe, just anything, any type of stimulus that arrives in that moment, all of a sudden we switch over all of that anxiety into anger. One of the outlets that I'm going to talk about is yelling. That is one of the main things that I used to use as an outlet when I would feel that anxiety and then that anger. And I still sometimes break and I use yelling to release and I feel bad. I feel so guilty because I've done so much self-care and so much self-work to not use that as an outlet because the people around me, they don't deserve that. They don't deserve for me to be yelling at them. When you feel that anxiety like start lifting up into your body, that is a good time to feel like, okay, I need to work on my anxiety. I need to go to the room. I need to take three deep breaths. I need to step away from the situation because it's so easy for that anxiety to switch over to anger in any given situation. And then all of a sudden you're in trouble, you know, you're, <laughs> you're in trouble because you hurt somebody's feelings in that moment. You're in trouble because your anger will cause you to hurt the other person or your anger might cause you to even get into jail. I've never been into jail, but I'm sure that people that are in jail that that's happened to, they're like, oh yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I should have dealt with my anger in that moment. But either way, yelling is so easy. It's so easy to just let it out, right? It's everybody else's fault. That anger causes you to feel like it's that other person's fault. They, it was their fault. They did something wrong. And then that's why this whole situation is happening in the first place. And so that blame starts, that blame game starts happening. But in reality, it's your own feelings. You're feeling that anxiety. You're feeling that anger. And it's not anybody's fault. It's your own feeling. It's just how do you deal with it? What do you do? Well, the outlet that I used to use is I would just yell and it, it just felt natural. It felt like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But in hindsight, when you look back, you're like, wow, how many people have I hurt by just expressing myself in that way and then putting the other people down and what's going to happen to their self-esteem, right? Because you're 
you're letting out all of your anxiety and anger, but now you're hurting another person's self-esteem. If you guys hear weather in the outside, it's because Oregon has been having some really insane weather. <laughs> it's literally April and I don't know what's happening. I'm sorry, you guys. You guys might hear some hail or rain or whatever in the background. And that's just, I guess that's that's just what it is these days <laughs> with us here. Should be sunny. Should be sunny, you guys. So how do we enjoy a normal routine when we're feeling super anxious we can't it's like really hard you cannot enjoy a normal routine if you're super anxious it's just not going to happen so the best thing to do in that sense is to just realize hey I'm feeling really bad anxiety what if you don't even address it right you don't address it. all of a sudden a catalyst comes something happens in the moment and you're switched over to anger oh boy it is the hardest thing in the world to be angry and try to continue with your normal routine it's all of a sudden you feel like whoever is in the vicinity in that moment it's their fault they're to blame if I stubbed my toe it's the door's fault like why was it open who left it open and all of a sudden your brain says Okay, who left this door open? And now you blame that person. You blame that child or that spouse for leaving that door open. Then you're angry at them. So if you see them in the next five minutes, they're going to wonder why you have such an angry face. And they're also going to wonder why you're angry at them. They didn't do anything to you. But in your mind, it's all their fault. You stub your toe because they left the door open and it's their fault. In reality, you're feeling a lot of anxiety. In reality, now you've switched over to anger. In reality, it's nobody's fault. It just happened. And so if you switch over to yelling all of a sudden at that person, now you're hurting their self-esteem. Now you're hurting them. And so it's a cycle that goes around in circles, which is like, what do you do? What do you do in those situations? Well. You realize that you're going through that cycle and once you realize then you, then you start implementing ways of dealing with the situations you implement ways of relaxing your anxiety what if you don't have time to relax that anxiety well then it's most likely going to switch over to anger and then it's gonna switch over to you maybe potentially yelling at somebody blaming somebody or hurting somebody so wouldn't it be better if you realize that you're having anxiety and then dealing it with that with it in the moment yes a lot of times we don't have time and then guilt sets in because we should have took the time we should have just dealt with the anxiety right we should have calmed ourselves down we should have wrote in that journal when we were feeling that way you know and so as you're going through this life change in your life where you want to be a better person where you want to stop feeling so much anxiety where you want to heal from it this is where I had a really hard time because I would always reach for science right I would read all the books all the scientific evidence of why my brain is doing what it's doing I'd read everything that I could possibly find right in the Western medicine but in reality I'm a Christian and so 
over the years, I have been learning to cultivate my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I've been learning to leave my burdens to Him and to, like, just let go and allow God to work His miracle in my life. And that has helped me the most to be able to deal with this cycle of anxiety, anger, and then yelling. Asking God for help in the moment when I don't have time to journal, when I don't have time to sit down and read the Bible, when I don't have time to calm myself down. In those moments, I do have time to ask God for help. I do. I don't have to run away. I don't have to go to the room to do my three deep breaths because I'm one of those people that gets self-conscious. I can't do it in front of people. And so asking God for help in that moment, I don't need to run away or, or hide or anything because I can do it in my mind and nobody will even know. And so that has helped me a lot, just turning to God and to help, to ask him for help. Now I want to talk about a few different times in our lives when we feel anxiety turning into anger. So one of them is children. Children are literally the catalyst for the cycle. You know, we have children. We don't realize how much work they're going to be. We have a baby. We have all this time with the baby. Sometimes we have a lot of help. Other people don't. But if we do have a lot of help, we have time to cuddle with the baby and really relax and not have to worry about the day-to-day task like laundry and cooking. We just take care of the little baby and all of our anxieties are for the baby. Is the baby fed enough? Is the baby warm enough? Is the baby diaper changed? Is the baby going to get sick? Is the baby okay? You know, so all of our anxieties are around the baby, but we don't have any outside of anxieties. And so we're just with the baby, enjoying the baby. But then all of a sudden life starts happening and we start feeling the pressures of life, of everything that needs to get done. Plus on top of that, the child that you're taking care of. And then the child starts growing and they get bigger. And all of a sudden they're in school and you need to get them ready. You need to get them to school on time. And you have more and more moments in your life where your anxiety for this baby is switching over to anger. It is normal for us to always be anxious for our children, right? It's, it's normal. We were designed to have a little bit of anxiety for our children. We are designed to be that way so that we can take care of them. If we don't have anxiety of, oh no, I need to make my child some food. I need to feed them. If we didn't have that anxiety, maybe our child would go hungry because we wouldn't really be thinking about them. So that anxiety was built into us on purpose so that the child could be taken care of. But as everything around us starts adding up into our lives and into our anxieties, our anxiety level goes up. And this is where we switch it over to anger. So one example that I want to talk about is getting kids ready for school. So you're getting kids ready for school and you have this expectation that your child knows how to put their clothes on, they know how to brush their teeth, they know how to say their prayers, and they know how to pack their lunch, okay? And so one morning you decide, well, I'm just going to sleep in a little bit. I know my child knows how to do all of that. Really, all I'm doing is just, you know, kind of supervising them anyway. 
So they already know what to do. This is totally normal routine. They should be able to do it. Well, you sleep in a little bit, you get up, and your child is still sitting on the couch. They didn't do anything. <laughs> and now you have 10 minutes to do everything that you normally do in 45. By the time you get them into the car, your anxiety level is skyrocketing, okay? You're just just feeling the adrenaline, right? You're just like, and then all of a sudden, you feel this anger, this just wash over you, and you look at your child and you start yelling at them. It's all your fault, you know your routine, you know what you're supposed to be doing, I can't believe you, you're, you're, you know you're supposed to pack your lunch, you know you're supposed to brush your teeth, you know we leave the house at this time, and you didn't do any of that stuff. And so instead of having a behavioral conversation with your child quietly and at home and maybe even disciplining them, you know, quietly and saying, hey, even if I sleep in, you are still responsible to get all of this stuff done. You know, having that conversation in a calm environment and then disciplining them that they didn't do all of the things they were supposed to do in a timely manner. It didn't matter that you slept in or not. They they do deserve to have a conversation. They do deserve for you to explain to them what you expect of them. And then if they don't follow through, they're going to get disciplined, right? But all of a sudden, instead of having that calm conversation with your child where they understand what they did wrong, and how they can fix it. Now you are expressing it with your anger and you're blaming them for everything that happened that morning. They're, first of all, not listening to you because you're yelling at them. And second of all, they don't know what they did wrong. And third of all, now you're hurting their self-esteem. So that's one example of having that cycle of anxiety to anger to blame. Another example that I want to talk about is spouses. We have these expectations for our spouses to get certain things done in the house and they know what they're supposed to be doing. You know what you're supposed to be doing. Sometimes we have expectations that we never even express to our spouse, but we expect it to happen because our friends' husbands do that. Our dads used to do that. The person that I talked to last night, their husband does it. I saw a husband do that on Snapchat. So why isn't my husband doing it? That should be normal. It should be a normal thing for him to do. And so all of a sudden we grow these expectations that our spouses don't even know about. And we feel anxiety all of a sudden that they didn't do that thing. Okay, so now we feel anxiety. And then when we see them, we feel this anger just wash over us. We feel so much anger and we project it at them. And then all of a sudden we could start yelling or blaming them and just having a really bad attitude about it. And this is like normal. This happens all the time. But what do we do? Like, how do we stop that cycle? Well, first of all, don't have expectations. <laughs> yeah, really, really easy to say, right? We really, yeah, we definitely 
have those expectations and we want them done right no have your expectations but have those conversations and have them often the other person has a different life they have a different outlook on life they have a different perspective on life so even if it's a wife or a husband vice versa they have different lives both the female has a different life and the male has a different life and so when we have these expectations in our spouses they hear us you know we explain to them and we say hey this is what we expect from you but they see it from a different perspective they might not have the same priority on it as you do for you it might be a fire or for them it might be the last thing that they'll ever do they might have fires of their own that they want to follow through on and so when we set these expectations for the other person then we need to remind them of those expectations hey do you remember when i talked about the fact that i wanted you to mow the lawn once a week i noticed it's been a week and you still didn't mow the lawn and then have that conversation with them of like why they're not mowing the lawn why isn't it happening for them and then coming up with a plan like okay well if you're not going to be mowing the lawn I don't have time to mow the lawn then you need to make some extra money so I can hire somebody to mow the lawn if that's like if that's the spouse's way of contributing to the family like maybe it's easier for them to just make a little bit of extra money on the side doing something that they enjoy and then you still get your lawn mowed when you get angry at your spouse really think back and and think about is this my anxiety causing me to feel anger at my spouse and is it an expectation and is it my expectation were they aware of the expectation let's say they were aware of the expectation when was the last time that i communicated with them about this expectation so if it was like two weeks ago of course they don't remember like what you wanted from them they're not going to remember because it's something that you want that you really really want but to them it's not a big deal okay and so that's where it comes in where your expectation is yours and it's causing you to have all of these negative feelings but they're just smiling and happy because they don't have that same expectation they don't have that same feeling that you're having and realizing that in that moment and just like really taking a step back maybe journaling about it will help you process the information a little bit better or asking god for help like please god help my husband realize that this is really important to me it really works like sometimes if you like really pray and ask god to help that person realize the things that are important to you all of a sudden they're they're doing them without you even having to do anything so just putting those different steps into place instead of having that cycle of anxiety anger and then yelling at your spouse which is not the best course of action right it's not a godly action it's not a christian action so as we grow as we become older and wiser and we understand things more we should be following more in the christ-like path and stopping all of these yelling and anger and envy and jealousy and all of that stuff that we feel towards our spouses right we need to start becoming better people
one that I really want to talk about is deeply rooted fears. So if we have deeply rooted fears inside of our hearts, like something that we might have experienced in our lives, throughout our lives, and we have grown this fear inside, and something happens in our life, let's say we have a deeply rooted fear of death, okay? And then our spouse has been gone all day, or maybe they went overnight somewhere, and you have this fear of death. And so when you call them a few times or you text them and they don't answer back and then all of a sudden the next day it's already been, you know, 16, 18 hours and then they answer their phone and they're happy, they're excited, they're telling you about what they've been up to, but you're just upset. All of a sudden, because you've had all of that anxiety built up even though maybe you were just going through your emotions and going through your day and you didn't even realize that you had all of those anxieties built up because you've just lived your life with this anxiety. So you probably don't even like realize that you're having it building up. But all of a sudden, you have this flow of anger just covers you like a blanket and you're like, oh my gosh, and you're just pissed at the other person and you really let it out. Maybe you don't even tell them the reason that you're upset you might not even tell them like oh I'm upset because I have anxiety because of something that happened to me in my lifetime because somebody passed away and now I'm just really angry at you because you didn't answer your phone sometimes you might not even say that sometimes you might just talk about everything that you possibly can that's not even the root of the problem but either way you have this anger and you're just projecting at them and they don't even understand, right? Because maybe they never had that fear in their heart. Maybe they never experienced death in their family. And so why do you feel like you have to yell it out or project it or blame the other person? Well, it's the anxiety that you were having that's built up and that's the only outlet that you know. And so you just let it out. Know that afterwards, apologize, explain to them why you reacted the way that you did. And then and then forgive yourself for doing that because you have built up that anxiety and you didn't even realize that you did. And so don't blame yourself for yelling out at that person in that moment and just like blaming them for all of these things just really like realize wow like I didn't even like know that I had all of that pent up inside of me and so realize that and so forgive yourself for having a moment of weakness and then explain it to the other person and of course ask for forgiveness because really in reality it's not their fault that you had all of those fears and projections inside of you that caused you to act that way and then maybe in the future they'll think about it before they not answer your phone call for like you know 24 hours they might think oh, okay like I understand where she's coming from I'm gonna try better I'm gonna try not to like you know put my phone on the side I'm gonna try to at least you know say good night or good morning to for the other person to know that you're alive that everything's going well and things like that and there's all kinds of different examples that I could go into when you would 
like feel this way where you're building up anxiety and you don't even know it it really comes down from like really deep fears that we have inside of us I hope now you understand the cycle of anger or the cycle of anxiety, anger, and then blame or yelling better now. And you're going to be able to take this information and help it in your life. And then also really use the Lord. The Lord is our strength and he will hold you up in these moments and he will help you get through them in a manner where you're not exploding at other people and using that whole cycle in a negative manner but more in a positive manner like learn to be a stronger person remember god sends us challenges so that we can overcome them this is just a challenge in your life that you can overcome there is no reason why you can't you are able to overcome this challenge you are able to have a more jesus-like reaction when you are in these moments of anger and anxiety and just ask him for help and you will definitely get there and you will definitely become a better person and live a happier, happier, healthier life. Also, if you are dealing with a lot of anxiety and you are implementing all of these tools and you're still feeling a lot of anxiety, sometimes it could be because you have toxins in your body and I do have a link down in my show notes where you could buy a product that could help you with that. And so take a look at it. And um, I'm so glad that you guys came out and came to listen. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.